This is Alma Wayne Myers, and you're listening to Epilepsy Hell to Epilepsy. Well, why not do something about it? I mean, hey, do something about it. What you gonna do? Well, I mean, there's lots of choices. I mean, most of the time we don't feel like that we have a lot of choices, especially when we're confused and we're lost and. We don't have the answers and we don't know what the choices are. Which, you know, a lot of people in life suffer from this situation. I mean, myself included. You might be part of this club where you have situations that you just have no idea how to handle it. It's called being a human being. And honestly, for some reason, people that have no experience with things seem to think that they understand everything that goes on around them because it fits so perfectly into the world and the fantasy world that they created in their head. And it was a little hard to get people to to get out of that shell, that protective barrier, that place where they just find that the world is too harsh and too rough and too cruel and just too sandpapery to be anything other than hiding and scared and alone in such a fragile world. You gotta walk on eggshells everywhere. Man, it must be a horrible life. It's like trying to avoid knocking over Humpty Dumpty as you're tight walking across the fence. I don't know. It's a little hard climbing over, around, and through people that don't want to move they're just sitting there contemplating whether they should go this way or that way and just oftentimes one way doesn't always mean it's better or worse than the other it's just another way there's lots of ways that i can go get a burger right i can make it i can order it to have it delivered i can go to a burger shack i can go to a regular restaurant heck i can probably even go to the grocery store and some of them serve pre-cooked burgers i mean you can get all kinds of stuff you just gotta be aware of what your options are i mean when i started off trying to feed myself and you know i was trapped on some food stamps i barely had any money i think i had my hundred dollars for my disability and then my 70 or 90 bucks or somewhere for financial assistance while i was on food stamps and that was like not even 200 dollars. but you know somehow i had to figure out how to eat on this money and figure out how to go to the store with epilepsy and you know i had a car i hadn't learned how to do things in LA without a car because LA has some of the worst public transportation because there's an awful lot of traffic and the infrastructure was destroyed by, if I remember right, uh, Plymouth and Buick. Uh, made sure they destroyed the trolley that we originally had in LA, but that was because every person deserves two cars in their garage and you know i mean every person in a house has two cars in their garage and you know the house averages you know 3.2 people i don't have a lot of cars it's like six cars eight nine you know i mean that's a lot of cars right 
So it's really not like that. But I mean, for the most part, you got, it feels like that. Some of these places are. Honestly, we've got one, two, three, four, five. We got five cars here, and only two of them are. Okay, only one of them are running right now. The battery's dead in my car. I haven't been able to go get it. I don't know. I think I'll probably have a slow drain on the battery. But I don't drive a lot, so it's not a big deal to me. But the problem is if I do need to go suddenly drive, my car is the only one that is set up for my epileptic ass to drive in. Because I have learned a few tricks along the way that I've had to discover that really helped me and part of it was based on when i was driving from santa monica all the way up to lancaster palmdale because that's where i lived and that's where i went to school is in santa monica and i was having migraines and stuff all the time especially after these you know week of 11 12 hour days of school or clinic shift just back to back four days and some of these times I'd go home and towards the end of, you know, the four-year program, I was definitely not going home. I was staying at a friend's house and, you know, doing the best I could. I mean, the, my last quarter, you know, right before it started, my my sister died and my best friend was in the hospital upstairs in the cancer ward going through um, brain um, lymphoma. So... I mean, that was a really hard period for me. I mean, he recovered. My sister died. Um, I just kind of buried myself in school because I didn't know what else to do because, you know, my I don't get along with my family much. Um, I don't know. We weren't very, very close, and it wasn't very fun for me to be in a situation that never gets fixed and resolved and... You know, I would spend an hour and a half down there with her and I'd go up and spend 45 minutes with him. And, you know, she'd scream about how she wanted to live and he'd scream about how he wanted to die. And I really wished they both got their wishes. I mean, seriously, it would be nice if people could get what they want. But oftentimes when you get what you want, you find out that it's just not that satisfying. It wasn't, it wasn't what you were after. You just thought it would give you a feeling that you really need to create in yourself because there's not a whole lot of getting better if you need outside validation for everything. If you need people to validate whether you're okay, whether you're going to be okay, whether you're, you know, sane whether you're crazy whether you're okay to be epileptic i mean seriously it was called all kinds of names and i hope you don't have to go through this whole process from your doctors i mean seriously it wasn't very nice like you know the whole thing hippocratic oath to do no harm and here they are mentally abusing me and then trying to physically abuse me with these drugs after I tell them this isn't working for me. And they keep trying to tell me that that's what I have to do anyways because that's what they want. And they don't care about the fact that I'm struggling and that I can't figure out how to use my words. And every time I try to hand them a piece of paper to fucking read for me because I'm too busy having a seizure and I can't get the words out right. And they just ignore me and make me 
use the words, even though that's the part of my brain that's broken. It doesn't work. The part where I got to use my memory and my words. But you give me numbers, I can do numbers all day. And that's what upsets everybody is because I can count backwards from 100 in sevens. And it's not hard. Honestly, it freaks people out. But we are math people here in the Myers household. If you haven't heard, I may talk crap about the way my father has behaved. But he is a genius. He is a mathematician. He does have a PhD in particle astrophysics as well as one in applied mathematics. So numbers seem to work pretty good. And, you know, so based off of numbers instead of letters, like if I could do numbers, it makes my brain feel better when my words are not feeling very good. I know it sounds funny to people, but when you are having a problem with one part of your brain, you can go to the other half or other part. And often if you do it right, you can you know kind of calm it down or stimulate things in a way where they reset and harmonize and now instead of one is firing off like it's now firing together the way it's supposed to be or it's just not as out of sync it feels a whole lot better once you get your seizures under control once you get them where they're just not ruling your whole day i mean i I think I'm going to have seizures for the rest of my life. I mean, I'm epileptic. I'm drug resistant. It's been going on for a really long time. And I can go periods where it's not bad, where everything's fine. And it's a lot of it has to do with stress and, you know, the things that I'm doing when I'm not on my computer, when I'm not doing the social media, when I'm not trying to force myself to deal with all the flashy lights and trying to figure out how to do the words and how to make the words go together i mean it's so hard but the i really enjoy the part where i get to put colors together and you know the creativity side of everything is just it's so much fun and it's interesting and challenging at the same time i mean i'm sure you've experienced this trying to figure out how to tell people what it is that's going on with you. I mean, there's not a lot of words. And if there's, I mean, there's so many words, there's so many languages. Don't get me wrong. You can use as many as you want. Epilepsy sucks, just doesn't cover it. You know, epilepsy hell, it doesn't cover it. You know, epilepsy, when you are uncontrolled and you're scared of dying, when you're scared of starving, when you're scared of finding yourself wandering around in the freeway because you don't know, figure out what, where, what's going to happen. Like, seriously, I feel very fortunate that, you know, when I have found myself wandering around after a seizure, I've always been inside. I've never found myself out in the yard. I've never found myself in the street. And, you know, I've had some problems when I'm driving. I've definitely had some seizures. But I've been able to, because I've trained so well, I guess, I don't know, more often than not, I can push through it until I get to somewhere I can pull off safely or get home and then, you know, have to recover for a couple days. But it... 
it's not always like that. Like when I'm at home and I'm dealing with my seizures and the lights and the noises and stuff. Like I don't have that ability to push through or focus past like when I'm driving. It's just, you know, there's something about it. They're very different experiences. Um, but I'd, seriously, if you don't take precautions, if you don't know what you're doing, you need to learn and then you need to do them because it's very important to protect yourself. I recommend highly tented windows in your vehicle. It helps reduce the amount of Oh, activity going on in your peripherals helps keep the light down, the flashing light down. I personally run limo tent in my back. I love me some double limo. It's black. It's nice. You can't see in there. You can see out. You can see through it, but, you know, it's pretty dark. So um, it makes it easier for me. And then I have these awesome, um, you know, the visors in the front. These are really cool because they extend out and they're um, tweak around and move around. So uh, they're not like the normal ones that just flip down and flip over. They'll actually move out like an extra, what, six to nine inches maybe. And that really helps because I'm a tall guy. And at the same time, I can flip it around so they get some weird angles in the windshield where I can block the lights of the oncoming traffic like on the freeways and the roads and stuff so i can use that to block the car lights and i can use the visor i always wear to like block a lot of the other major lights like when i'm driving around and like nighttime traffic and stuff um it's a whole lot easier in a well-lit area to be dealing with light than it often is like with dark with a bunch of light flashing in your face um but it is what it is i don't drive a whole lot I haven't driven in, and I don't know, feels like probably a, a month, but I don't know. Could be more, could be less. You guys should probably check my Instagram account. I probably posted a time or two ago when I when I did that. I periodically go outside and say, hey, look, I made it outside. I'm alive. Because it's pretty exciting to make it outside of your house, especially in this day and age. Everybody with COVID is finally understanding what it's like for the rest of us that live this way because we just don't get out of the house which brings me to one of my other things we were talking about this ordering food online you know i was super awesome you know like i said in 2018 after i left my dad's house um amazon started doing food you could order you could use your food stamps it was so cool the concept i knew it was coming but i never got the chance to use that one it I don't know. It was all right with me. I fed myself. I went through homeless shelter. Did the camping thing in the winter. And woke up in water. And man, I was a crazy, crazy adventures. Ended up in Ensenada, Mexico. Not speaking English yet. I'm not speaking Spanish yet. So I just went down there. And you know, the further you go in, the less English they speak. And that was not a huge let's speak English place. So there are some English speaking people. But mostly, I was very lucky when there was someone around that could help me translate when <laughs> I was using Google Translate and it was making everything quite 
interesting because I didn't quite have the grammar down yet, so things were not quite what they were supposed to be. So I understand the confusion and the craziness because if you're trying to talk to somebody and you're not using the right words, people don't get it. It's like when you're trying to talk to your neurologist and they're like, well, is it tonic? Is it clonic? Is it? And you're like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, can you explain to me what this is? And here they're upset because they actually have to teach you about what's going on instead of expecting you to know everything that they went to school for. It's frustrating. And they're probably tired of saying the same thing over and over and over, but maybe they should find a profession they enjoy. Because if you don't like your job, quit taking it out on your patients. That's all there is to it. We're there for help. There's a Hippocratic Oath. You're supposed to help protect us from you and your problems. So if you're a doctor, be a doctor nice guy. Keep work and play separated. Don't bring your problems to work and take it out on your patients. And don't take out your problems from one patient to the next. Because it's not cool at all. You're already making too much money and the whole process of meat grinding everybody through your insurance procedures and the 15 minutes in and out without any actual care or understanding. It was fun. This was my experiences. I'm not telling you everybody's experiences are the same. Maybe you will get lucky. I got lucky a couple times and found some decent doctors, but still, just because they're good doctors doesn't mean they ever had the answers for me. You know, they helped me go find tests, they helped me do things, and they helped me manage myself as I have managed myself because I have had no other choice. And if you are like me and you're one in three and you're looking to the left and you're looking to the right and these two epileptics are super happy and they're like, let's do the drugs because the doctors say so and it makes us feel good. And you're like, man, I wish, I wish I was so lucky that I had an easy button. Man, it would be so cool to just have an easy button to make this all go away. But instead of an easy button, I got a this is going to kill me button. And it was me that decided I had enough of the doctors trying to force the jogs down my throat that make me feel worse that make me recover for a month or more and still they want to demand that i fucking try more of the same crap without ever listening to what's really going on and it's really important you document you're able to document this stuff and like i said before we're gonna be doing challenge to make sure everybody's able to understand the importance of journaling and documenting these events so that you and your care providers your care team me anyone else that you want involved with you taking care of you with you getting better with you saying hey this is the future i want how are you gonna get me there that's what it is i mean seriously You need to know how it is you can take care of yourself. What it is, what tools you need to learn. You know, Epsi app is a great tool to earn, to learn. I'm telling you, download it, check it out. If you're confused about it, we're going to be doing a challenge with it. We're going to do a step-by-step. We're going to teach you, again, how to do this, how to manage your life. Because that's what it takes. 
is some preparation. It takes some management. And if you can have it slightly automated, like with reminders saying, hey, it's time to eat. Hey, it's time to stop doing that for a little bit and take a break. Hey, it's time to do this. Because it really helps. Honestly, it really helps when my reminders pop up and they're like, hey, you've been working for two hours. You need to take a break or else we're going to take one for you. Because I've learned, you know, over the last several months, I've been paying attention to my energy levels throughout the day. You know, and there's certain times that they are definitely much stronger than others. And there's certain times when they're definitely, I don't know if I'm going to make it past that point. And I have to lay down and take a nap or whatever, stretch, you know, because I definitely push. I definitely do too much of the let me just do one more just one more because honestly there's always one more thing to do there's always one more thing to do there's never enough time to get everything done there's only enough time to get what is important enough for you to focus on and if you're not focused if i'm not focused we don't get very much done do we and it's really easy to not be focused, especially with epilepsy, especially with seizures, the confusion, you know, all the memory loss that goes along with having a seizure. I don't know how many times I forgot why I had a seizure or the fact, you know, I remember I have them, you know, and I'm like, wow, it was a bad thing. I wonder what happened there. I don't remember. And you know, there's there's so many different types of ways to have seizures. You know, auras are seizures. Hiccups are technically a seizure. I mean, it all comes down to, again, take care of yourself. Document what's going on. Make choices for yourself like you matter because you do. We all matter. We can contribute in all kinds of ways, especially after... We figure out what the hell is going on with epilepsy. Because it definitely seems like the devil's whipping that one with, you know, them 12 horses of death, you know, being circled around by the. Uh, I don't know, I'm telling you, it's pretty, pretty, pretty horrible. I mean, going to the whole process of just. you It feels like the end of the world. I mean. It really does. And there's been plenty of times that I was so scared waking up from a seizure that I actually thought I was dead. I wasn't sure if I was alive or not. And it just took me a while to come out of some of these. And I'm telling you, uh, that was pretty scary. Not knowing if I was alive. It's just is something else, you know, a dream, something something crazy it really it's not something you really want other people to go through it's not something you wish on other people you just wish that they could understand somehow anyhow just a little bit about how how hard it is i mean it really it really is it can be so incredibly hard just to make it through the day just make it through certain moments especially if you've been triggered you've had a seizure recently if you're having them while you're sleeping still man i'm very grateful that after 
finally learning how to protect myself and making sure that I get off of my electronics and I'm doing things a little closer to a healthier manner and you know more accountable for my time and recovery it it really makes my days better i'm still taking a nap i mean i'm still trying to do things that are hard and that's the best part is like i'm still trying to do these things that are hard i haven't given up i haven't said i'm gonna quit because it's too hard i have said I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I will find a way. And I'm working on it. I'm telling you, Dark Mode app has totally saved my time, my brain on all of these web browsers. So it's on Safari, it's on Chrome, it's on Foxfire, Firefox, whatever. Um, there's a bunch of other browsers out there. Feel free to check out DuckDuckGo and some of the other ones. There's stuff out there. That goes a little bit beyond what everybody's used to. But, I mean, life, again, it's about choices. Trying new things, the discoveries that we can accomplish once we accept where we're at, who we are, and then try to decide what we want to do about it and who we want to become. Because these are... Seriously, the largest questions we should be asking ourselves is what do we want to do about it and who do we want to become? Because if you don't know what you want to do about it, if you don't know who you want to become, how are you going to get there? That's the problem. Like you're going to be confused all the time if you don't know who you are, if you don't know what it is you really want and saying, I want to be seizure free yes that would be awesome right that'd be totally awesome um i hope that we all get there but you know honestly until you do you know in that hopes that you can that we all can get there is just be epilepsy well i'm epilepsy well i have seizures i spend time recovering I have problems. We went for a walk this evening and I didn't have my sunglasses on with us. You know, as you guys know, I've talked about I have photosensitivity, trouble with the lights. So you go walking around at night and it's not as bright as walking around during the day, but you've got all these street lights on here and there. And then you're walking by and there's always that front porch light that like beams you in the face and. There's still Christmas lights and stuff everywhere. So you got like some flashing lights here and there. They're all a little hard to deal with occasionally. But, you know, I mean, I get lost. I get confused out on these walks still. It it happens, you know. But I know my neighborhood. I know I'm safe in my neighborhood. And, you know, today I don't always. But today, you know, I had Ina and Leroy. Normally it's just, you know, I know I have Leroy with me and, I'll get confused and I'll find a way back. I always do. And that's kind of been the whole process that you might get lost. You might be confused. You might forget what it is that you're trying to do. But you're going to find your way back as long as you're working at it. As long as you're working on taking care of yourself and trying to be the best version of epilepsy well that you can. And realize that within that there's levels. You know, it's not like, 
oh, everything's great, I'm epilepsy well. It's like, no, I'm epilepsy well, this is fine, okay. You know, I'm epilepsy well, this is getting better. Epilepsy well, I hope it keeps getting better. It's kind of, you know, it still sucks a little. Life is like that. It doesn't matter whether you're epileptic. It doesn't matter if you're not epileptic. Life is hard for people. People don't have a lot of the experiences or the coping mechanisms that they need to deal with the obscenities of some of these processes that we have to go through. I mean, that's really what it is. It's obscene. It's lewd. It's rude. It's totally inappropriate that somebody in a power over another human being is going to bully them because they don't fit into a paradigm that doesn't incorporate the world um, just limited to their own paradigm. And the whole paradigm is basically biochemistry. This is the drug that you take and it will make your body do this. It's not really this is what you do to fix this because we know this is the problem. It's just take drugs until you figure out what's the right one that works for you because because drugs because drugs make money instead of telling you to take care of yourself. Telling you to take care of yourself doesn't make money. It's not as sexy as a quick and easy button that everybody wants. So hopefully we can all find that quick and easy button for accountability for ourselves, for our lives, and for where we want to be. So I'm going to sign out. You guys have yourself a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, make sure you're doing it with love. You know, the love for yourself, the love for the people that are in your life, and the love for hope for a future, the love for days that are going to be better, and even love the horrible days, because honestly, you're alive, and it might suck occasionally being miserable and lonely and afraid and scared and not having answers. I mean, it really, really sucks wanting and needing and then not having it and constantly being let down, whether it's by yourself because you expect yourself to get better or you expect yourself to do more, you expect more out of yourself. The problem is stop beating yourself up. We're human beings. We can only do so much. Do what you can. Rest when you have to. Start planning your days and you will get a lot more done. I promise you, I've been doing this for the last several months. Finally doing a schedule. Finally doing my time frames of trying to get work done at this point. Get rest done at this point. I'm eating at this point. I do my phone calls at this point. I do my emails here. Just making sure that I have the right mindset and time frame for when things are supposed to happen. Because as soon as I don't know what I'm doing, I'm lost. And I'm sure you feel me on that. As soon as I don't know what I'm doing, I'm lost. I'm confused. And... It helps to be able to have something to refer to that says, hey, look, this is what you're doing. This is the little point. You write a plan the night before and you know what you're doing in the morning when you get up. It's been really helpful. So like I said, I'm going to sign out. 
Try to work on figuring out what it is you want to do and plan for it. Write down some goals and then figure out how you're going to get there. And remember, we're going to be doing a whole lot more processes and procedures to kind of help you figure out who you are and what it is you want out of life. So we'll be talking about a whole lot more coming up real soon. Again, I want to be doing the brain. I want to cover the brain very soon. Hopefully next week we can start going over the different parts of the brain and how that affects epilepsy. And I also have some guests that hopefully be coming on. I'll be talking with another gentleman on Saturday um, about some of his stuff. There's another person who also has had brain injury. I want to talk with him, powwow, see how we all deal with our stuff differently because it's important to understand how we overcome and how we deal with you know, losing parts of who we are that, you know, we don't really get back or, you know, having to relearn, you know, simple things, um, how to move, how to talk, how to not stumble or stutter. I have a weird double speak thing that comes up, especially when I'm typing, but, you know, it happens when I talk. I will just, I don't know why I say two things in the row. It's kind of weird, but Anyways, it's life, and life is good. doesn't matter if you're epilepsy hell or epilepsy well. Being alive is worth it. So be alive. Fight for your life. Be the warrior. Become the champion you need to be. We'll talk to you soon. Love you all. Be well. Bye.